0: yo what's going on y'all it's your boy so so in case you ain't know, so and welcome back to another dope episode of sports with so so coming to you live y'all this week the um men's basketball team is still dancing all the way to the final four while the um ladies team comes up short as they make the elite eight and the heat don't take full advantage of their current homestand it's time to take a ride y'all let's go I'm still on cloud nine, dog. I'm on cloud ten, dog. I like it. I'm up there. I like it. I'm up there. I like it. It's good uh, to see you, dog. First time in school history, baby. Final yeah, four. Man. Yeah, man. And and honestly, I know we're gonna jump
1: right into that. I'm sorry. No, I'm for sure we can, bro.
0: Because it, it, you know we talked about March being an amazing month of sports, right? With so many things happening: golf, basketball, women's basketball, uh, the World Baseball Classic, like uh, free agency off uh, offseason starting for the NFL, like. So many things happening besides fights that are happening both in MMA and boxing, you know, bare knuckle. Uh, and, and then the the feeling, the feeling that we got, right, as Hurricanes fans from them advancing and advancing and advancing. Like, I don't know if I've ever felt like this excited about the Hurricanes in a long long time. You know what I mean? And 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 only because like I was never at a championship when when the Hurricanes last won a championship, right? I was still in high school. It's not like I really went to a bunch of those games um or had the opportunity to go, to go to a bunch of those games. But I've been to a bunch of UN football games after that, been to a bunch of baseball games, a bunch of uh basketball games, you know what I mean? And bro, that feeling from this weekend was was incredible, man. Um,
1: I mean, I'm sure if you're you're a, you're a casual or a diehard UM football fan, true, you're dying for some some victories, some some good rankings, you know, some good success stories, and you know. It's not the football program but it's still the Hurricanes. So if you're a fan, facts. You know, you can't be you can't help but be all in right now, especially with the historic run that they're going on right now, taking down a number 1 seed and
0: now Absolutely. a number 2. Yeah. And, Unbelievable. You know, and in the game that we saw versus Indiana, right, that got them to the Sweet 16, They kind of had control of the game completely, right? Like they really came out in the second half and showed why they were such a much better team than Indiana. And then you get all this pressure about facing number one, Houston, 33 and three, with a bunch of amazing talent on that team known for their defense. And the Canes go out there weren't phased really had control of the game throughout the entire game right and get a big big victory people would call it an upset because of the seating but in my opinion like these two teams were very evenly matched as far as paper right they have both uh, great defensive responsibilities. They both have guards who can create their own shots and make big time shots. Like a lot of the things on paper between these two teams were very even. Obviously being in the ACC and in the Big 12 makes a big difference. But the Hurricanes w- go out there and win 89 to 75. Bald. And the way that they won it, right, was the most impressive thing for me because, yeah, the game was close, right? The game was close in in the beginning of the second half. But once they got into a rhythm, once they started to play UM basketball where they're running and gunning down the court, right, everybody's throwing lobs, and that's when you saw the separation, right, because they were able to clamp down on defense, really keep Indiana uh, – Houston struggling from shooting – while continuing to make defensive stops, get steals, get create turnovers, and get easy buckets on the other side. This is, a you know, something that's very underrated about this team is how good they shoot free throws as a team. You know, because they have Omir getting a bunch of free throws. Isaiah Wong gets to the free throw line a bunch. We saw what Jordan Miller did, right, in the game against Texas. Perfect at the free throw line. That's a big part of of having success, especially in tight games, in March Madness. you got to be able to step to the line and make free throws, especially if you get the advantage of being in the bonus so early with like six minutes, seven minutes, you know? It's so, what separates the pros from the amateurs. Absolutely. You know, even in the NBA, it, you want those guys who can really hit free throws on the court in the fourth quarter when it matters. You don't want the guy who's shooting 60-something percent on the field. No, you want the guy who's a 79-83% free throw shooter. And as a team, I just think that this team, that's something that's very underrated with this team or not looked at because there's so many other things to point out as far as offensive talent goes, but the, the ice running through these guys' veins when it comes to free throws and clutch moments is
1: no, you, incredible. You're absolutely right, man. Hell of a performance. I mean, we got to go individual now and talk about a couple guys yeah. that balled that game. I mean, Nigel Pack,
0: what a yeah, game. Dog. What a game dog. And you know what, even in the game that we went to against Duke, he was one of the guys who was like, "Oh, Isaiah Wong's is off. Oh, Jordan Miller ain't really hitting shots." My turn, and I'm going to ball out. This dude was 7 of 7 at one point from three point in the in the game. And he was feeling himself. Beyond feeling himself, the the team was recognizing like, "Oh, that's the guy hot right now." We're going to get it to you. And then the second, again, just how mature this team is, man. Uh, and, and him especially, right? Because he's a transfer from Kansas State who had made it to a, a Sweet 16 last year. He gets here and he's like, you know what? Yeah, Isaiah Wong is the big name. Jordan Miller is also a big name uh, from the transfer portal. But I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to do what I came here to do. And that's really stand out. And in these moments uh, in ACC tournament and even in the uh, NCAA March Madness tournament, he's been excelling. You know, he may not have the best game every single night or be the main scorer, but this dude is consistent. And, and for the team to to be able to recognize, like, all right, this is the dude, let's let's hit him up and get him going. Nigel Pack also realized the moment of the game, right? And there was a bunch of times where he found a cutting on mirror. He gave the ball to Isaiah Wong, where he can take advantage of a matchup and get to the free throw line or hit a jumper, right? Not necessarily a three, but make a jumper while these guys are staying at bay.
1: 26 points. I don't know if we mentioned that already for no. <clears throat> for Nigel Pack on eight for 12 shooting, uh, which was seven for for 12 from three point. And then Isaiah Wong follows it up with his 20 point performance. I mean, we can, we can pretty much count on that these days. He's going to put up Every 20 night. points. And then he's also, I mean, the, it's it's beautiful to see. If you're watching these games, you're seeing that late in these games, who has the ball in his hand? Isaiah Wong. Right. When we need a bucket, who's turning around and getting a, a eight ten footer? That dude, Isaiah Wong. You know what I mean? You know who's leading the the, the point, kind of you know running the pace for us in transition. Isaiah Wong setting up his guys around him. Love seeing that guy play. I cannot say it enough. I can't wait to see him play in the next level.
0: Yeah, man. We said it in the last episode. He does have NBA talent. And prior to the NCAA tournament starting, he was kind of slated as a second round guy. You know, maybe late second round. And in my mind, I was like, bro, but this guy has way more talent than than that, right? He should definitely be drafted number one. And number two, he's. Probably late to first round, late first round, early second round type talent, in my opinion, right? And and, and my opinion isn't the world's greatest, but I see this kid a lot. This dude, I mentioned earlier, ice in his veins, dog. 9 of 11 from the free throw line to close out the game. He he's recognizing like, yo, this is a big moment. I'm the team leader. I just got fouled. I'm the reason why a lot of these guys even came to play and why Coach L trusts me as much. And we're going to get to Coach L in a little bit. That's stud of a guy. And But Isaiah Wong did not falter in those big time moments, dog. And I feel like that is what separates us from any other team out there that is still alive. We have quality. Not only in the first or second or third guy. No, with our first six, seven, eight guys, there's a bunch of quality. The guys who can pick up the slack at any given moment and put in a great production. Um, I just felt like Miami's poise, right, is what kept them in that game and in control of that game. Because we had talked about how would they learn, right, from those bad losses that they had. Bad loss to end the season against FSU, a bad loss to Duke in the ACC, ACC tournament. And and how were they going to be able to take those lessons, right, and translate them into an actual victory when it mattered the most? And that game was it, bro, because there was no more bigger pressure than to be in the Midwest where Houston is going to be able to travel. Obviously, a lot of their fans, right, because that place was packed with Houston fans, and to go out there and control and dominate these guys for an entire game, like yeah, man, I mean, it just shows you how good this <clears> team <throat> is, bro.
1: No, and then and then the game after that, you talk about the crowd and you know it's all Texas fans, it's all Longhorn fans out yep. there. And the Canes saw that. I mean, I don't know, I don't know if you got anything else on that Houston game, but
0: the only thing I got left after that Houston game was uh, I love seeing Coach O's dance moves. He was breaking it down in the locker room with the boys, you know, and and it just shows how much. Love and respect the kids have for this guy, you know, and how much of a a legend he really is. Because, yeah, he's 70 something years old, but he knows how to connect to these players today. Not in a, oh, let me be your friend or let me try to get down with the lingo. No, 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 no. Coach L is Coach L, But... The respect that he gives his players, the love that he gives his players, you know what I mean? Like, these guys fight for him, dog, and they want to win for him, you know? So it just shows how much of a freaking legend Coach L has been, man. Coach Larenaga has been everything for this basketball program, everything.
1: And he still is. He still is. He still is for right now, at least, because he's uh, he's carrying us on. And he took us into that Texas game. Um, Versus number two seeded Texas. Number two seeded Texas, you know. They're, they're like I was just saying, you know, their crowd traveled well. There was a lot of yeah. Texas
0: fans there, and uh, it was a lot tougher than that Houston game. I mean, you know, the, there was a bunch of pressure on the Hurricanes, right? To heading into this game, to begin with, right? You just beat the number one seed, so now people are looking at you. They don't think you can be able to do it twice, right? Because now you got to go face a tough Texas team, uh, who's twenty nine and uh, eight before they lost to the Hurricanes on the season. A uh, bunch of NBA talent in there. <clears throat> Excuse me, and and being an underdog heading into a hostile environment, being down, right, while, while this other team is Texas was hitting a bunch of threes in that first half, dog, and the Canes couldn't even attempt one until like six minutes left. Everything else was in the paint though, and we were getting really good looks at the basket, getting dunks, layups, and little easy baby hooks in the paint, just dominating those guys from the inside. But that type of tenacity is, I think, what kept them in the game. And they got that from Coach L because, um, you know, in one of the in one of the timeouts that he took, he's like, you can like, as the timeout is breaking, you know, and the huddle's breaking, he's like, guys, just just keep doing the thing that we're doing. Let's not try to do too much. Keep doing what we're doing. And that means attacking the basket, getting to the paint, getting fouls, getting to the free throw line, and keeping yourself in the game in that manner because the shots will come. Just like the shots came for Texas in the first half, they didn't come in the second half. And that's a, usually a, a a telltale sign in basketball. You might be hot to begin with, but you, you're definitely not going to be super hot to end the game. It's very hard to keep that up. My, my biggest takeaway from that game was – when the Hurricanes were up in the second half right after completing the comeback, again, Coach Laronega's poise to calm these guys down before every free throw, to calm these guys down once these guys got a rebound and say, hey, this is the play. Hey, this is the play. Hey, communicating, communicating, communicating in a packed stadium. Hack Stadium making a bunch of noise. The Hurricane fans behind the bench were making a ton of noise. Everybody else there that was a Texas fan was making a bunch of noise. But he's, like, he's so in the moment and saying, this is what needs to be done here. Let me co- keep communicating with my guys so we can, A, not only complete the comeback, but hold on to the comeback. And I just loved everything about it, man. And, you know, we got to give a huge amazing. shout out to, to, to Jordan Miller as well because that guy did, A... Something unprecedented that w- that we're going to share with you guys right now. But uh, talk about clutch shots, clutch free throws. This dude was killing it, man. Um, he was perfect that day. Seven of seven from the free th- from the field goal, including thirteen of thirteen from the free throw line. Wow. Uh, Clutch Clutch You know He joined Christian Leitner The most hated Duke player ever (laughs) As the only player Since 1960 To go 20 for 20 Combined from the field And free throw line In an NCAA tournament That's wild Bro,
1: yeah, it, it was a lot that the stretch too like, that we got from him. But it was this one was an, it took a team effort, an all yeah. legitimate all around team effort. It wasn't you know just Jordan Miller. It wasn't Omir. It wasn't just Wong. It, it took everybody, all everybody. guns you know, all guns out there just shooting. I mean, we Joseph. had. Uh, do you remember? Was it Joseph that was falling back behind the baseline and shot it over the back No, that was Pac
0: That was Pack, and they didn't dog. Count. They didn't count that, bro. Was that was so one of the mad.
1: dirtiest baskets, like sh- like shots of the game. So and bad. they didn't didn't hit nothing. Nothing. And it, it just didn't count. But yeah, late down the stretch, Omir had some foul trouble kind of throughout the game. Yep. And then late in the game, there was a he went up for a rebound and then uh Murdaugh or whatever the what? Cunningham. Cunningham. The one for yeah, yes. the one for Texas like backs up into him and then they draw the foul on him and we're thinking he's out and i'm like at that point i'm like
0: well they did call it on omir yes that's what
1: i'm saying he they're they're saying he's filing out and i'm thinking oh my god like right when we need him the most like right we're doing the comeback we're battling with these guys we're right there and then all of a sudden reverse the call yeah and it's on texas and that just kind of changed everything for
0: us thank god for video replay man because they were able to go to the monitor and check what really happened you know in cunningham Originally had position, but he got out jumped by Omir. And once he knew that, hey, Omir is going to get to this ball over me and snatch it, he started to throw his body and entire weight back, obviously creating the foul. Um, a very dangerous play, too, by him, man, because he could oh, yeah, really have really hurt He could have really hurt him. Yeah, really bad. And, you know, the referees took their time and, and got the call right. And of course, Omir knocks down the two free throws, right, to keep it clutch from the big man. And uh, yeah, I just felt like down the stretch, we were definitely the more composed team. We were the team that felt like, all right, we've been here before. We know how to win these games. We know how to what it takes to be in these games. And that class just showed, man. Uh, He he also had a big steal to to kind of like oh, here? yeah
1: yeah huge huge Just deal. got his hands in there all ball and you got, it, you got it then we were able to transition quick the same way we've been doing all season
0: bro his man strength is crazy crazy because this dude is 6 7 240 something pounds 250 pounds and just has the body of a freaking wide tractor trailer dog like nobody could move that guy on the court and when he wants to impose his will he will and every time that I saw two or three guys going up to get a rebound from Texas. I did not feel confident in those guys getting that ball. I felt super confident in Omier at least bringing it down, if not moving it away from those guys.
1: It's crazy how he out-rebounds people that are taller than him.
0: Yes. Yes, because of, his, A, his understanding of the game. His high Ike basketball cue is unparalleled, dog. He knows exactly where to be. Every time somebody's shooting the ball, he's like, all right, it's coming here. i got to get in position here. And he just finds a way to be in the perfect spot. IQ of a freaking genius when it comes to basketball. And on top of that, he's a very shifty passer. He's very good at setting picks, receiving the ball, giving it away and making his move or making the right pass. He doesn't really turn the ball over that much. And, He's just a a beast of of an athlete that we have on the squad. Another guy that deserves a a big-time shout-out is uh, Wuga, Wuga Poplar. Uh, That dude had an amazing run. Great game. An amazing run because he he, had— Took a team effort. Yeah, it Took everybody this game. 16 points from that kid. And again, in the the moments where we needed him, right? Oh, they they think that we're going to give it a Wong and a handoff or to give it a pack. Nobody's going to cover me. I'm going straight to the hoop. Oh, you fouled me? Perfect. I'm making both my free throws. Yep. And there was even that one play where he's inbounding the ball. Cunningham has his back to him. Nobody's guarding him, and he just says, "Fuck it, I'm gonna throw it off the back and get it and lay it in." Boom. Composure, yep. intelligence, high IQ, being aware, being aware of the moment. Yep. This team is full of those guys. Dog. No, we went on that
1: 13 to three run, and it just we just didn't look back. We just never gave them back the lead, and then it was too late for them to even try to play the free throw game. Yeah, man, we were on fire. We were not missing.
0: Bro, and even still, like we were down eight to, to finish the uh, halftime, right, or to mm-hmm. start halftime, right, and then coming out of halftime, they're still hitting they, shots, and they, they
1: got their league got bigger. They ended up by double, they were up by double digits at one yeah, point. Yeah,
0: man, thirteen points, and like again, the the Hurricanes never even faltered. They never even argued with each other. There was none of that, bro. You gotta. It was always like, hey, we got this. Hey, yo, we got this. We got this, and uh they end up completing an amazing comeback, dog, beating beating Texas eighty eight to eighty one uh just just the way that they were able to be resilient in this game in order to get to their first final four dog first final four uh, pro, uh for coming from a program that didn't even have basketball in the 70s they shut it down and then they brought it back um dog it's it's an amazing story it's an amazing story led by coach L with his usage of the portal, making kids want to come down here, having enough wherewithal to find good talent and have them come down here and using them and letting them create the chemistry, letting them create the the type of basketball that, that they want to be known for. These guys were just amazing on Sunday dog. Amazing.
1: Yeah, but now now we got the hardest game of them all, bro. We got we got UConn. In the yeah. final
0: four in our matchup. Yeah, they're a very physical team. They're they're a team that has a lot of size. Um, a lot of guys who who can rebound the ball. Very good defenders. Obviously, for them to make it to a final four, it shows you how good they are, right? But I, I It I, also shows how good we are. Facts. And if you look at our road, right, to it. We've had a tough road. Tough road, We haven't been handed anything. Hell no, bro. Look, you're talking about beating a number four Indiana, right? Historic. Uh, Historic. Beating a number one Houston, right? Yeah, we ran through the state of Texas. Completely. (laughs) And then go out there and beat a number two Texas while coming back from 13 points down. Like, I'm sorry, dog. Yeah, I get it. We're a fifth seed and we're the only ACC team left and whatever you want to say. But our path has been more you know much more harder than anybody else's we haven't had to play a, a nine seed a 15 seed a se- you know what i mean like a seven seed that snuck in there Nah, we've been playing the top dogs and every time that we've been playing the top dogs we've answered the belt and done more than that right like make an emphasis on how we win the game because it's not like we just snuck by texas now, once we got that lead, it was like, all right, we're not giving it up and we're going to run this score up. It was the fifth time that this season that Texas had allowed, uh, I'm sorry, against Houston. Fifth time in this season that they allowed more than 70 points and the Canes put 80 something on them. And then they almost had an NBA game type against Texas, too, because they scored 88 points like this team is for real. And for analysts, pros, Vegas, whatever, not to recognize the the cohesiveness between coach and players. And see like, damn, there's an interesting dynamic here. And this is beyond chemistry. This is like top-notch shit. And us to be a five-point underdog, a five-point underdog to UConn, go make that money. Keep betting on the Hurricanes, dog, because, like, they haven't let us down, and I don't think that they will let us down. You know, they had that that first scare against Drake, and if you want to call it a scare, but it was more like a realization of, hey, you can lose this at any moment, and once it's gone, it's gone. And then since then, all we've seen is resiliency, poise, and a huge amount of confidence in this team from each other, and it's amazing to see, bro. First Final Four ever, dog. Are you going to go? Come on, I can <clears throat> already get, You know, the budget's not in there, dog.
1: I don't know, man. I, think, I mean, if I you want to sponsor is, me, hit me up. You know is what is I mean? This is a historic moment, dog. Have you even looked into it? Have you inquired? I have. I feel like the team needs you. They
0: <laughs> need me. They I need mean, I was wearing the Lucky Dunks, dog, in every single matchup. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, it's definitely worth looking into. And I was telling a coworker today, I feel like no matter what happens in the Final Four on Saturday versus North, uh, UConn, 849 on CBS. Make sure to check that out. Uh, I just think, I just think that their story's not done. And no matter what, this season has been an ultimate, ultimate success because a lot of these players could come back. Isaiah Wong could come back. Nigel Pack could come back. Miller uh, Poplar is a sophomore. Like there's a bunch of dudes here who can stay here. Um, And it'll be interesting to see how they continue to build the program and keep it as a basketball town because you mentioned it in the beginning of the of the episode. Like you want, you wish as a UM fan that the football program was bringing in this talent, bringing in these type of results.
1: No, no, they're bringing in the talent. They're just not bringing in the results. Maybe
0: they're bringing in the talent. They're not. They're definitely not bringing the results. That's the major issue, right? Because they got to bring in the results. Uh, year two of of Crystal Ball is going to have a lot of opportunities, but Coach L and this men's basketball team, man, they're, they're definitely taking advantage of all their opportunities, bro.
1: Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's fun basketball to watch, too. Like, you look at this team and you definitely know, you know, okay, this this team is, is very cohesive and they deserve to be here, just the way yeah. that they play. You know, like you were just saying, like you made a very good point. You know, I haven't seen them bickering at each other how teams, you know, can do or are susceptible in, in these kind of high-pressure, you know, tense situations with right. everything on the line where Team, it's it's e- very easily for one teammate to snap at another and be like, you didn't do your job, or why, where's your head, or whatever, and, and that doesn't help anybody in that situation. These guys nah. are just, don't worry, you just let's just stick to what we know. right? And I think if they do that, I think uh, bet the house on Saturday the on house. the Hurricanes. because I
0: mean... I mean, if you've been betting the Hurricanes, dog, you're definitely playing with house money already, you know what I mean? And, you've, and then some, so why not just keep riding the hot streak, dog, and uh, pick the Hurricanes, because... Beyond being a fan, I just think that this team's momentum and the road that they've had to get through to get here is not going to be stopped by a team like UConn. Even though UConn is good, like they don't see them as a formidable opponent or a, a, a unbeatable opponent. Canes are going doesn't in there saying, it, it doesn't Ames, exist. Canes are that opponent. Exactly, and if anything, they they feel like all right. We've already slayed all the big dragons, big giants, whatever. Oh, we got one more in UConn. Yeah, they're big. They're a big school, dog, and tough, tough challenge. But I got the Hurricanes winning, dog, for sure. You know, you know uh, what I'm gonna go with. Of Come on, I mean, we both picked him, them. We got
1: them in the bracket. We got them in the bracket. We won't speak of yet, because <clears throat> somebody, somebody's killing that bracket. me? I don't want to hype them up too much. You heard me? Yo, uh, one more thing. While we're talking Canes basketball, though, shout out to the Lady Canes. Yes, they uh, they fought their hearts out, making it to the Elite
0: Eight, first time in program history. What an amazing season for those ladies, man! Fantastic. Uh, yeah. The the again just being able to take this program right that wasn't known for basketball and have success and make history and continue to put yourself out there on national tv to be able to recruit better to be able to get the younger fans bought in uh, this late this hurricanes team has been nothing but amazing um you know they beat a number 1 team in indiana 70 to 68 to get into the sweet 16 which was even even crazier because again the men were doing that the men same were exact doing thing with the same, like the same school for yes, the same bro. round yes how bro. wild was that wild dog and and just the- the pressure that you could probably feel, right? Like, damn, the, the dudes made it. All right, yo, we gotta make it. And same, vice versa with the dudes, right? Because the ladies had made it first in the in the earlier game, and it was like, well, the girls won. Shit, man, we gotta, hey, we gotta keep our, our 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 streak up. You know what I mean? We can't go down. And yeah, the ladies, bro, they they did again, went through a hard path, bro. Beat a number one Indiana team. And
1: you would think that after that win against Indiana, it's easy to just forget about everything. You kind of nah. think that that's like the pinnacle. You that's, beat right. a number one. You knocked off a number one seed, but then they follow it up against number four of Nova and they beat them 70 to
0: 65 again being an underdog to advance to the elite eight to advance to the elite eight where they were just able to show their composure in that game and get a a hard tough earned victory 70 to 65 Came down to it down the stretch, but they had uh, the two the two sisters making big free throws. Yo, yeah, we'll talk about those two sisters. Yeah, man. But, and, and you know what? Uh, I forget her last name, but Denise, uh, she's such a baller. She hit a big-time shot to beat Indiana. Uh, she hit a bunch of critical jumpers to beat Villanova. Like, this girl has a dog in her, bro. And she even in this game against LSU, when they were down, you know, t- 10, 12 points, this lady was still fighting hard for like ground balls on the floor, lose balls, going after every single rebound, fighting hard to get into the paint, making her shots. Like she wasn't giving up. And I just felt like that's been a reflection of how this Hurricanes team, both men and women have shown uh, to be their character, right? In this tournament where they're not going to give up. They're not going to be down on themselves. They're not going to bick you and argue. They're going to stay composed. They're going to, Stick together as a team, and they're gonna put put their best foot forward. Uh, it Just so happened that it wasn't enough. You know, you 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 look at that LSU team for for their women's basketball, and it's full of NBA, WNBA talent, dog. They're like, stacked. Stacked is not the word, dog. Like they would beat a bunch of the men's team, right, in in the NCAA tournament, and. You know, sometimes you just lose to a better team. And that's what happened on on, on Sunday. Uh, the Lady Canes had an amazing season. I think it was well worth the hype. I hope that they continue to build on that success because, honestly, the transfer portal worked. You know, they they got the two sisters in. Um, and now they are just making themselves an even bigger name in, A, the ACC, and B, nationally because now we're looking like a program that cares about basketball, that fans care about that basketball program and that the student section cares about that, that basketball program. So it makes it f- more entertaining, more fun to come down here and be a hurricane and, and live in Miami while you're playing college sports. Get out of here. You know, and you can fuck around and get an NIL deal. Come on. <laughs> my
1: boss, my boss's kid is a senior in high school and like he went back from schools right now. Nice. Got in the U.M. Dope. And I'm like, so what's there to think about He's like, well, there's a couple other schools waiting to hear back from, USC, Georgetown, and Have a couple those places. Guys. And I was like, those are dope and all, but, dog, trust me, you want to be coming down here to visit. <laughs> uh, only because, like... Y- They live live in Mass. So, oh, yeah, come on, dog.
0: It's like 40 degrees there right now. Yeah, come on, dog. You got to get out of there, man. You got to get out of there. You're talking about snow eight eight months of the year, dog. Get out of here. Who knows? Nah, man. But, yeah, it makes sense, Joel. Like, how do you not look at this program and say, yeah, I could go to Georgetown. Maybe I can go to Duke, but am I going to play immediately? Who else is going? Who else have they committed to? Right? Like, all of that stuff takes into account who's going to be their coach for a long time. All of that shit is settled down here. We know what's what's happening with Coach L. This guy's here until he can't or doesn't want to be here no more, right? On top of that, you've seen how he's been able to give everybody who comes up through this program, whether you're a transfer porter or a recruit, you're getting an opportunity to show your talent. And if your talent gels with the rest of the team and helps build the team up, guess what? You're going to play, bro. Because Coach O plays everybody, dog. He's not afraid to go into an eight-man rotation, nine-man rotation if he has to, depending on the matchup and what's going on in the game. Because we've seen it, you know. Even in the big games, we've seen it. Uh, Yeah, you got to look at this program and and really take it seriously. Serious now as a basketball program. You really do, dog. You You
1: you definitely got to look at the Canes as a basketball school.
0: Come on, man. Back-to-back Elite Eights and then you make your first Final Four and the women make their first Elite Eight, like... You got to take this school serious, bro. You got mm-hmm. to. And I hope that the Versa ACC goes on notice and just knows that this is not something that's temporary. This is something that's going to be here for a while, you know? It's pretty dope. Yeah, man. It's re- it's really, really dope, man. Shout out to all those boys, man, and, and the women too, man, for making it out there. Uh, And you know what? We got to give a special shout out to FAU, bro. FAU making their first Final Four appearance, they're in their first NCAA tournament appearance. That's wild, dog. That's wild. I'll tell you
1: this much, dog. FAU Miami uh, final, like a
0: championship game. Everybody's going out there. You got to go out there, dog. I I think nobody's going out there, bro. I think the
1: country (laughs) would hate that. It would be so lit for like South, literally South Florida. Only
0: South Florida. But
1: I guarantee you the rest of the country would hate that so much. I mean,
0: we know that the they already hate the Kings as is nationally, right? Like just for being so yeah, great. They don't even know who FAU is. They but don't even hell know. Yeah, who FAU shout out is. to
1: FAU. Them boys have been grinding too, man. That's another team. You Absolutely, gotta, you got to give them their props, bro.
0: Absolutely, and, and they have an amazing story too, man. Making their first tournament. um you know, they were in there in that tournament because another team that had won the division, they were moving up to division one. So they couldn't or, or they were changing conferences so they couldn't ha- participate in the tournament. If you get in there, dog, and they're making the best out of it, dog, They're they're going out there and proving that sometimes the smaller schools give you a better opportunity to showcase your talent. Right. Because a majority of those guys go to Duke, go to North Carolina, go to, you know, Alabama, Texas, Houston, whatever, USC on the on the West Coast. And they're probably not getting playing time. You know what I mean? Like, why would they? Uh, but you go to a program like FAU where they have a former player come back to be the coach after being an assistant coach somewhere else. Wasn't he an assistant coach at like Duke or something or Florida? I think it was a, a, a big East school, not an ACC school. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, but j- just the fact that he did go back, bro, and and you know show his pride as a FAU alum to say, you know what, these guys have some talent out here. I can definitely help them. Help myself and build this program up into something that's formidable.
1: And he's been there for a while doing this. This wasn't like he just did this. this no, season. man, he's been there for a little while.
0: Yeah, man, and like it's, four or five it, years in that program. And it's it's not easy, bro. It's not no, easy absolutely to build not. A program. There's so many
1: people that never make it past the first round. I mean, how many schools never make it you know, to a,
0: a Sweet 16 or an Elite Eight? Yeah, you know, and, and here he is in a Final Four. In a Final Four, dog. And and again, just the the path has been unconventional, right? Because you're you're beating schools. They didn't go the route that hurt Hurricanes went right where they have to face a bunch of killers, but yeah, you're, you're pretty much an underdog in every single game you played and you've been able to advance same thing with San Diego state. They've been an underdog in every single game, but yet they've been able to advance because they've had some clutch plays. They've had some calls go their way and whatnot, but it still takes a certain amount of, you know, wherewithal talent, whatever, chutzpah, but you got to be able to grind when the moment comes and, and really make it happen. And both of those teams did that. So I'm I'm glad that they both made it. It makes for a very interesting Final Four matchup, right? Because it's like the first time since two thousand eleven that there's no top four seeds or anything higher than a four or lower than a four seed in the in the final four. Another reason why I think that the Hurricanes are being underlooked here, bro, because they're definitely top three seed talent. And the fact that they didn't get it, it was just continue with disrespect. Yeah, that's good for but all we can gam- talk about disrespect with the hurricanes for, forever. That's, like,
1: that's 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 a good thing for all the gamblers out there. Just, you know, hammer that. But hammering. it's not even just the hurricanes, bro. And no nobody gets that national recognition out here in Miami, bro. No. Not the hurricanes, not the heat, not nobody. Nobody.
0: And it's okay. You know what? We're all right, man. We'll we'll deal with it in another way. And if the hurricanes when the hurricanes advance to a national championship, um I just think that the world the the nation will have nothing left to say whether they win or lose doesn't matter they'll have nothing left to say about this basketball program and whether or not it's legit and should have been ranked higher or whatever so yeah Let's see, man. Shout out to the Hurricanes, man. Shout out to the Hurricanes. Shout out to the FU Owls. Um, I know that, boy, they're celebrating. We we'll gotta be.
1: I'll be watching out there in Colombia. Yes, sir. I'll be watching the game out there. The game's on Saturday. You can't yeah. miss it, man. No, we're making plans for, for that. We're trying go. to make plans ahead of time get to figure a out. I mean, we just want to see where, where we can get <laughs> access to cable and all that. If there's a bar or something out there, or if we just got to watch it. VPN, dog. We got it at the crib, right? Get got a we VPN going. Make sure we're home for that. Make sure we're not doing anything Take else. Take a
0: laptop, if anything, you know, and connect it to the TV. Boom. There you go. That's the easy way to do it, dog. Um, You know what? I want to get into this Heat team, dog, a little bit. Last week, we talked about the two opportunities that they had coming up and how would that define the rest of the season and their playoff positioning, right? You you get that game against the Knicks on that Wednesday and the Heat – were able to pull the victory off, right? They beat the crap out of them 127 or 120 after a, a good really good fourth quarter from Jimmy Butler. But I just felt like watching that game, there's there's something Missing. I felt like it was, they, it felt like they wanted to give it away. They wanted to let the game slip away from them. Uh, for whatever reason, it didn't look as cohesive as we've seen it before. And it just didn't, it just gives me the feel that this Heat team, besides us knowing that it's not complete, right? We know that that's very obvious. This team is not complete. I just don't think that this team has it. That if factor that usually makes a playoff team. A contender or a team that can upset a contender.
1: That's nothing new, dog. We've been you know, we've been saying this, you know, we're we're just lucky enough that we're still in the in the playing tournament mix. True. You know, and right now we're trying to get out of it, but we keep tripping over our own feet, it feels
0: like every single time, dog. And and again, you you get the victory against the Knicks, right? Tyler Hero is becoming a really, a really, really big threat in the fourth quarter. Maybe not for the rest of the three quarters, but in the fourth quarter, he, he's been getting better at turning it up. Um, he scored 14 of his 22 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jimmy, I mentioned that he had a break when he came, he usually doesn't start the fourth quarter. I think he waits about three, four minutes before he gets in and Spo leaves him in the rest of the fourth quarter. Um, before he came in, you know, we, they had cut the lead down to two. And then Jimmy comes in, and then boom, we're able to work the lead and get it back up to 12 and start to coast towards the end of the game. I just, like, again, I just, seeing that game, I I wasn't convinced. We won the game, and I was happy that we won the game. And I was like, all right, cool. We got this dub. We needed it. It was a hard fart match, uh, playoff caliber type, right? And And we got away with it. Cool. We got the dub. Awesome. Tyler Hero balled in the fourth quarter. Great. Something to build off of. But something about this team just does, doesn't, doesn't – It's not convincing. It's not convincing, dog. It's not convincing. So even when they win and you see like, oh, shit, uh, Jimmy Butler ended up with 35. Gabe Vincent had a really good game, 19 points. Bam, 15 points. You look at the rest of the team and it's like, oh, Caleb Martin had five. Kyle Lowry probably had his best game of the season with 14 points. Uh, Struz played all right, 11 points. Ah, Okay, cool. We still had to fight for it towards the end. Had to make big free throws, really make some defensive stops, get a steal, get a turnover. But we got the win. So then I'm thinking to myself okay, we're heading into this Brooklyn game off of victory. We needed this victory. It was a tight game. Maybe why, this, why? Why do we need the victory? Because we're tied with them, and we were. And and be, now, now we're tied with them for the sixth seed. But be, prior to that, they like had one. They had won both games earlier in the season. Yeah. So we were going. Over we were also
1: play. in the mix, tied with them too. Behind. Right. And they beat us again. Like we just can't. Get over the hump.
0: Because they didn't beat us. They embarrassed us. Yeah, that. they dogged us. They dogged Dog. us, bro. We end up losing the game 129 to 100, right? Yeah, a lot of that is late fourth quarter, but still that game was always out of, out of reach. Big time out of reach. And and even, again, just not convincing. You see the first quarter, and you're like, you 36 points? Okay, cool. Let's see if these guys can keep it up. Because obviously, this is an offensive onslaught that we hit, and everybody was on fire. Let's see what happens when we miss shots, right? And, dog, we just got fucking ran over. We got it, ran it, it over. It fizzled
1: out quick, man. It was, like, it was weird because it, it was such a hot start. And you're like, all right, great. This is what we need for this type of game. And then it was like we just forgot
0: what what that game meant and what we needed to do there. How do you not have the playoff intensity to come out with some type of fire, some type of defensive mission in the third quarter? Got ran out, dog. 31 to 6 to start the third quarter, dog. 31 to 6. Before the quarter even ended It's like, alright, there are bad quarters But this is this is you, you know, not giving a fuck This is you guys just getting ran out Knowing that you're getting ran out of the, the quarter And just accepting it and saying Well, there's nothing we can do about it They're already too far ahead and that's not the type of energy that this team is known for. And um, no,
1: and then if you consider like this is not like a Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving Brooklyn Nets team. They exactly. Got Spencer Dinwiddie and who? Like I don't even know who else is on like the Nets right now.
0: That team has been t- they haven't terrible. Worked- Terrible. Going into that game, they, they had lost like what like five straight? Five straight. They since the trade, they were like 13 and 27. Like this was not a team that had any them, type of momentum. We
1: let them sweep us on the season,
0: dog. Sweep us on the season on our home floor, dog. That's the I, that's where the question marks are. That's where the fucking question marks are, dog. And I, honestly what it's doing now is just building it up to frustration, right? Because it's like, yo, these guys Everybody after the fucking win on 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 Wednesday against the Knicks was like, no, this next game against Brooklyn is must win. It's a playoff game for us, must win, playoff game, et otro. And nothing, nothing steamrolled. Oh ch- no, yeah, hey, steamrolled, dog. Steamrolled. And the only one who was making shots, the only one who were really making shots was Struce. Struess was on fire for whatever reason. I couldn't miss. Tyler Hero did his thing as well. He had a really good game. But uh, they were stat filling numbers. Nine of sixteen. You know, you're shooting sixteen times to get those. At. Nine of uh, you know, you hit five three pointers. Like, I'm sorry, you were three of eight from three point line. Like, that's just struggling. Two free throws. We talked about it. How his game hasn't developed to the rim yet. Everything is on the outside. Everything is on the outside. And you don't shoot good enough to be such an outside shooter all the time. But whatever, what can we do? Because in the fourth quarter, when he makes them, it's like, shit. He's like, no, 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 no. All right, good shot, kid. All right, way to make that. You know what I mean? There's no reason why Tyler Harrell shouldn't be at the line six
1: to ten times every game. Every game. Every single game.
0: Every game. And, and it's not like he doesn't have the handles to like dribble and pull up or do a hesitation move. You know what I mean? Where he pump fakes and then dribbles around his defender. He has the handles. He has that in his game. Whatever reason he chooses not to do it. And, and by him making that choice, it just makes the rest of the offense suffer. And you know what? Uh, it, it, it it's, it's, uh, frustrating dog i mean i honestly put that on the instagram i was like this is the this is like beyond this game is beyond frustrating for loss because it meant so much so much so much and we got shit out of it not even a close game we got shit mm-hmm. out of it
1: yeah 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 because you say it's a close fight and we lose in the end it hurts it still hurts but damn to get whooped like this with so much like riding on this type of game right now and then now you know on top of that so that happens." And now we're sitting in, what, the seventh spot? We
0: were in the seventh in the spot, East? yep. So, so that game was on Saturday. Brooklyn had to go to New, to Orlando to play in, uh, back-to-back on Sunday. They ended up losing, which helped Heat, right, because they were idle and they got to level out, right? We're both tied. We're three and a half games back or two and a half games back of New York for the five seed. But, dog, um, they owned the tiebreaker because now they swept us. The Knicks are currently owning the tiebreaker against us because it's 2-1. to one. We play one more time up in New York before the season's over what type of level of intensity is gonna be brought for that game you know what I mean because it feels like it's a light switch with these dudes it's on it's off it's on it's off you walk out of the room you turn it off you walk into the room you turn it on and I, and I, I I used to think that it was like man maybe we just play that much better at home you know maybe we're just that much better at home and it's like nah I don't think so because we still find ways to grind out victories. Very few victories this season, I think it's only six or seven, have been like, ha, huh, comfortable. We're up 12. We're up nine. We're up 11. With like four minutes left and we're gucci Yeah, right? where
1: we can take Jimmy out with six
0: minutes left hey, and it does matter. Play whoever. Get Caleb in there. That you has know? not been the case. We've needed not been him for case. every single minute down the stretch. So imagine how much wear and tear it takes for us to get a victory, right? And then to put that effort into a game like the Brooklyn game and, and, and get smoked, steamrolled, whatever you want to call it, but just wasting that opportunity and allowing it to be dictated by them now because everything for the rest of the season is going to depend on brooklyn if brooklyn loses then it just makes it even more important for us to win and if they win well shit now we still got to win to keep the pace we used to talk about this with the with the dolphins like you want to control your destiny you want to control your destiny you don't have to be the best team in the nfl but you want to control your playoff positioning. You want to control your playoff bound, you know, like where you end up. You don't want to be backdooring into the playoffs. You don't want to be like, "Yeah, oh, no, this team lost. This team had a tie. This team lost. And now we're in the playoffs.
1: Well, it's because we've never seen the Heat be in that position in the first place. We've always been dominant whenever we're playing in the playoffs. We're never... Just kind of yeah. limping in. Maybe, maybe the days of Dwayne Wade early on when we made yeah, it, but that was you know, a while six ago. seed or something. Right. That's my point. Now he basketball is a certain like we've talked about certain level of expectation for a fan. Now we're talking. We're we're, we're a top four seed year in and year out. True. Year in and year out, the Heat are going to come and be a top four seed. And at this least a year, threat
0: to be at, a top four seed at this, the very least. And
1: this year we're we're seven. We're you know kind of riding, hoping to get to six and i think it's it's very very accurate in the reflection of the team and where we stand you know we I, I, like it's it sucks cuz I, I don't want to be in that playing tournament but oh, it absolutely it. this team right here doesn't deserve to be anywhere near a top 4 seed cuz they haven't played like one all
0: season not at all and not even to a, a, let's say they've had games here and there it's never been consistent still no 3 game win streak on the season which is fucking mind blowing because even bad teams go through winning streaks right the fact that we been, haven't been able to do that at any point in the season just shows you shows you where the heat team is at because when this the season started it was like all right we got to be a top 4 team like you said we're going to be in that co- competitive state but whatever reason for whatever reason, it has not happened and probably won't happen for this Heat team, which sucks. Because yeah, being in if we if we end up playing in the playing tournament for the playoffs, there's zero confidence in that. Zero confidence in that because uh, a it's one game, and we've seen that the Heat can show up and not have their best game and lose to an inferior opponent. And a lot of the teams that are in that playoff positioning, they're under 500 or just at 500. And we can stay at the heat or a couple of lucky games or big games from Jimmy or Bam, right, to be above 500. We're 40 and 35 now on the season, but we could have been easily 35 and 40, 37 and 39, 38 and 38, just as easy as we're 40 and 35 right now. There's no doubt in my mind because, again, the team, for whatever reason, just doesn't have... It. Yeah, man. It just doesn't have it.
1: So we got uh we got Toronto tonight by the time you're listening to this. Uh yeah. then we got a back. Who's to ninth? Fight. Who's ninth? Yeah, they're ninth. They're right behind us, right? Nipping at our heels. Uh we and then we go to New York on Wednesday, uh, the fifth seed. Yep, and on a, in a back to back, and then we got Dallas on on Saturday at home. Uh, they're going through their own troubles with Luke Luka and Kyrie and all that stuff. Yep. Still a good team. I mean, you got to look out for that. But the the first two, Toronto and New York, are very important because you know for Toronto they're in division nipping being at the heels, and New York we're we're trying to keep close that gap. You know, with it, them.
0: No, is that not not trying to? You need to right because that's the only way. So can. That you can solidify that sixth position. Dog. That's why we had said that these two games against the New York teams were as big as they come. Yeah as big as they come because they really could have put the heat in the in the driver's seat and now we're in the passenger seat hoping that the driver fucks up and we can punch him and switch yeah because
1: now we can do what we need to and win but the Knicks can go out and win and so could the Nets and correct. And then now we're stuck in that 7th spot in the play-in so.
0: and, w- and we mentioned that the, the game against Toronto it, they need this victory so they're coming out guns a-blazing they're trying to get to 500 they're trying to make sure that they make it to the play-in tournament or even get as close to the 7th se- seat as possible just for having the, the chance to have that home game. They're going to come out and try to kick our ass. I want to see what type of response we have from that ass kicking that we got from Brooklyn. And and if this team can recognize that the playoffs don't start in a couple of weeks. No, no, no. They started last week for you guys. Oh, 100%. Like, since the month of March, it should be playoff mentality, playoff goals. You know, and, and, and look, Coach Spole even admitted it after the Brooklyn game. He's like, yeah, we haven't been to our uh, – this defense hasn't been to nowhere near the level that we're, we were capable of this season. And it's true because we started off the season with Caleb Martin playing the small four. All credit to him, but it didn't necessarily work out. We make the move for Kevin Love, right? We slot him into the into the four spot. And if if you and I are being honest, he hasn't had the impact that we thought he was going to have, right? And for, again, like, it just seems like there is a big piece missing. It's very obvious, but nobody can put their finger on it, you know? And, And at this point in the season, the Heat really needs to be mindful of, like, who are we playing? How are they going to be playing us? How are we going to be playing them? What type of energy are we bringing? You know, are you are you willing to risk your life for this game? Whoa. That that type of shit i ain't trying to get shot on the court, dog. I'm just saying, dog. They need to put everything on the line. You know what I mean, like, dog. If I was in the locker room with Kyle Lowry, dog, and imagine him looking at you like, "Yo, you ready for like you ready for the game?" You'll be like, "Bro, are you ready for the game, dog?" Like, what if you were in an LA fitness with Takashi Six Nine? Uh, I'd stay away from that dude, dog. He always <laughs> has bad energy around him, man, and uh, I don't fuck with that, dog. So <laughs> if you got that bad juju, bad vibes, dog, like you're definitely not going to be in my circle, dog. Yeah, look, the, the, we're two games behind the Knicks. Um, uh, three games above Toronto, playoff seeding, man. Playoff seeding. Even the game against Dallas, like, yeah, they're a West Coast opponent, no, but, but they're matters. struggling. They're struggling to get into the playoff tournament, and and we're going to need that game. We're going to need that game, dog. I don't even think that we can win these three games, three games don't, straight. Sh- don't say that out loud, dog. I'm just There's saying. people listening. I'll keep it real, though, you, Whether you believe it or not. I keep it real. you <laughs> people listening, dog. When keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs>
1: Uh, nah, no, man. I know what you mean, though, man. It's, it's frustrating. Definitely, it's definitely not as confident as watching the Canes. Yeah. The Canes against UConn, hundred percent. Throw the bag at it. I, I feel go. great about that. That's a solid team, absolutely. But this Heat team, man, even though they have guys that we love that we know can be great, it's just something's missing. Something's missing, and man. It just feels maybe it's not. Maybe it's addition by subtraction. Maybe we just get rid of Cal Lowry and get better somehow.
0: But how do you do that? I How do you get rid of Duncan? How do you like what do you do with Gabe? Maybe we what we, do you do with Ola Depot? This game tomorrow, we're playing Toronto. Yeah, tonight,
1: by the time hearing this, maybe we just leave them there in Toronto. <laughs> just say, You get you guys, Yo, didn't the say bus no leaves tradebacks. at six. You guys <laughs> didn't say no trade backs. You guys, yeah. that's that's good. You we just leave, leave them there
0: we're like, Oh, hey, Kyle, what time is the bus? Oh, you, the bus is leaving at six, Kyle. Hey, guys, the bus is leaving at four. You, you yeah, hit them with the Tiger
1: Woods, like a Tiger, <laughs> like pack your bags. We went on a trip and then you just and you
0: just leave them, lock them out the house. Yeah. Yeah, that shit will be dope. Uh, Yeah. Dog, is that I'm running out of words, dog. I watch this team to get say to about to the be heat. frustrated, dog. You know what
1: else is there to say about this team? man? Nothing. We need the victories, dog. We, we need them if we want to be able to talk about these guys into May. You know, it, well into <laughs> April, late April and May. I mean, we we need them to to win and win now. Might be a stretch. Yeah. Let's not
0: count on it. You We're know what I mean? We're gonna We're do not. our due diligence, but let's not count on it. We'll uh, have Marlins baseball in full swing. Hopefully, they figure something out. Absolutely. I got a lot. of You know, let's see. Let's see. They didn't spend as much money as the rest of the teams in the NL East, but so they also don't have as much money as the other teams bingo bingo and this is year three of kim ang in the job like show me something lady show me something trust the process dog trust the process i guess i guess uh you know what we got to give a shout out to the panthers um they're still in the in the wild card hunt 79 points three points behind and uh which is basically a win if they're able to do that and continue to put wins together that's not a team that We've really spoken about a lot because of the amount of inconsistencies they've had. They've lost three straight games uh after winning three straight games, so like the roller coaster with the panthers hasn't stopped since we've gone away yep. and we uh we gone away we just you know it's just uh. Yeah it's it's hard to pay attention to them when when A you're not a big time hockey fan. As, yeah, we're not as right?
1: avid hockey fans like that. And B the they're, winning they're isn't not, there like not we're giving us to. the
0: results so it's like until you got to earn it, you know. The past 2 years they were giving us everything we wanted. Big wins on the road, uh winning streaks at home being like you know, comeback, send, back wins, comeback wins, wins, all of that. They were hooking us up with all of that, giving us that content. This year, it's like the Heat. Bah, bah, bah. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the only difference between the Panthers and the Heat is that the Heat have at least some established, you know, success, right? And that's why the demand of their success is so high. Championships, Yeah, you know, with the Panthers, it's like, yo, we, we need you to get to we that level Cup. for us to continue to be here. You know, if you keep getting there and then falling short, I don't know how that bodes well for you, man. You,
1: got, you, you can keep getting there, but we need, at some, sooner or later, we need a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um, Brothers, one other thing I wanted to ask you today. I saw reports that uh, Lamar Jackson has requested yeah. a trade from the Baltimore Ravens. He's unhappy. I guess they franchise him, an unrestricted yep. franchise tag. Um, and he requested one, apparently, March 2nd. Wild. Today's March
0: 27th, by <laughs> the put way. It in
1: perspective. Yeah, three weeks, almost a whole month later. But... Uh, obviously the Dolphins have always been in that mix with the Lamar Jackson name, having Mm -hmm. franchise tag two already, or at least picking up the fifth year option for him from his rookie deal. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And hearing that about the Dolphins, I wanted to hear what your thoughts were.
0: I think that he's very intriguing and I don't really know what's keeping other teams from really going after him and making that trade a reality. I, I just, I just know that somewhere in the back of my mind, no matter what happens, Baltimore can still re-sign him. They can match any offer. You know what I mean? And then, like, go into the offseason, into training camp and try to figure that out, right? And and get them even more compensation than the regular two first-round picks. Because if you look at it from that point, like, yo, two first-round picks for this guy? Like, I'll do that any day of the week, dog. Like, where do I sign? But it's just the fact that that ability that the Baltimore Ravens have to re-sign him or match any offer for him... Is is kind of what keeps the power in their side of the field. Should they do right by him? I think they should. I think they should because uh, number one, he's given everything that he's had ever since he came in there. B uh, number two, they didn't really believe in him. I guess in the beginning, they were they thought that he was just a flash in the pan type quarterback. It definitely wasn't the type of quarterback that they've had traditionally. And he's come up short here and there. And yeah, he's had some injuries here and there. But I think that he's probably been the best quarterback that they've ever had. When well, we're talking stats, uh ability to throw the ball, ability to win games, ability to control games. Lamar Jackson has been it for him and it just hasn't worked out. And I just think that if you for the third reason, like if, if you let it get to this point, s- something is wrong. Right. The belief isn't there. The trust isn't there. The communication isn't there. The, the relationship between the player and the owner isn't there. Like something is off because every other franchise type quarterback that we've seen happen in the NFL has gotten some type of assurance, some type of assurance, whether it's uh, Carr, car, uh, Jimmy G, uh, Josh Allen, Mahomes, like you name the quarterback. He's gotten some type of vote of confidence. Clearly, clearly from the ownership to say, you're our guy. It may not work in the future. It may not be a long-term solution, but damn it, you're our guy. And I felt like Baltimore has not done that with Lamar because they had an opportunity to sign him last year and give him to do what he wants. Before it got crazy with Deshaun Watson and shit and his contract, they had an opportunity. They missed that opportunity. To say, nah, we'd rather keep it going. The relationship is good. He had the law It's fine. Nah, nah, nah. And now you find yourself in a situation where he's like, oh. And on top of that, saying that he did request a trade, he tells the fans, like, I'm sorry, guys. I, I love you guys as a city. I love the state of Massachusetts, but I'm out. You mean Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, Maryland. Sorry. He's like, I'm out. <clears throat>
1: I'm out. But what are your thoughts on uh, potential I, I don't trade think, involving
0: Tua? I don't think that we're in the play as much as we want to be as Dolphins fans. Do we want to be?
1: That, that's what I'm asking you. That's what I'm.
0: I, I think I you do. Know, dog.
1: How do you feel about Lamar Jackson being thrown around now, as far as being requesting a trade and the Dolphins being thrown in that mix? I, if you're talking a trade, it, you gotta throw in. You gotta of trade. Course.
0: Of course, you would want to trade him. You got to trade Tua. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? My whole thing with that is this, and I said it in the chat. You're always looking to get better at that quarterback position. There's only three to four teams that would say, nah, we're good on upgrading. We're good on upgrading, right? They don't have to win the Super Bowl, but we're super, super confident, comfortable, whatever, with our current quarterback. Tua is not one of those guys. We love him down here. We know what he's capable of. We know how good he can be. But if I were to tell you, hey, you can sign Josh Allen or you can trade for Josh Allen and it'll only cost you two first rounders. We're not
1: not talking Josh Allen. I I I know. All I want to know is if you want that to happen.
0: I don't. Would you like the Dolphins to make the call and go, hey, we're going to offer you Tua for your guy? A part of me says yes, but the smarter person in me says no. Because I don't think that they would do it, even if I wanted it. I don't think that they would do it. Because they've already made the, the verbal commitment publicly. Had they not done that, had they not done the fifth year uh, option yet, then I would have been like, all right, yeah, for sure. Because you're not showing that confidence in tool. So go ahead and go get that upgrade if you think that upgrade is gettable. And like I said, most teams are going to upgrade at that position. Would the Dolphins do their due diligence? Hell yeah. They probably sent texts and were like, hey, what's up? Lamar, what's going on? Because if you'd be a damn fool if you didn't. You'd be a damn fool if you didn't. But I don't think that Lamar wants that pressure of being here. Home mm-hmm. team, having your family here, everybody asking you for tickets, six ga- eight games out of the season. You have a whole section full of your people. Now you're replacing the other fan favorite. Now you got to come out here and get... You know what I mean? It's a Fair lot point. of pressure. Fair it's point. a lot of pressure to come home and play for the home team. I don't think Lamar is at that level just yet. I just think he wants to get paid. And I don't think that Dolphins can afford him, dog. Being honest, we can't afford him. So even if like your are shit says, yeah, trade for this and you can get Lamar, I don't think the Dolphins are in a position to make the move, even if they wanted to. But any other team, every single team, including the Dolphins that are not one of those four teams that have a quarterback, they're definitely making calls to this guy. Like they they can publicly come out and say, no, we're not, we're we're not interested, we're good, at the low bullshit. That's a fucking top five quarterback, an MVP quarterback, a guy who can take a team to the Super Bowl, because we've seen it before. We've seen him take it not necessarily to the Super Bowl, but he's gotten to that level. He's that type of player. You'd be a fool to not do your due diligence on getting him. I just don't think the Dolphins can afford it. Like a bunch of other teams, they can't afford it. Now, if you're San Francisco, or you're Tennessee, and you got Tannehill, or you you're Oakland, and yeah, you gave money to Jimmy G, but if you I can go the out there and right make that call, I think it's at, the Colts,
1: Atlanta. I think it which, was the, which makes which oh makes yeah, it was Atlanta for for him to go to Atlanta.
0: Yeah, it's Atlanta. Then we have the Colts, you got a good tight end, and Washington.
1: You got uh, you know, a good fan base down there. Yeah, you know, a couple pieces, some maybe some draft picks, collateral. Me personally, I think Lamar is a generational talent. I think he is for fantastic. Sure. Um and I would love to entertain the trade for
0: him if we didn't already have to. I think even if we had two and you can and you could realistically entertain it, you have to entertain it. But I just don't think that the Dolphins can entertain him. they're I think- they're, they're in fantasy land if they think they can.
1: I think that we're perfectly fine with Tua. I think he has what it takes to get us to the next level. If you follow the OnlyFans and you follow me, the delusional Dolphin, you'll know where this is all stemming from. Um, But there's other things we need to to take care of before we trade our quarterback for another quarterback who we're going to ultimately have to change everything around for. Schemes, playbooks, 100%. Maybe. 100%, which is why I do not care. That's fine. Like If I am a Colts fan or I am a, a, a Falcons fan, absolutely. I don't have a quarterback. I don't have anything.
0: Even I if you're Tennessee guy or the Lions. You I even, have
1: nothing. So, you got so nothing. yes, I would like, love that. But me being a Dolphins fan, seeing what Tua's done for us. Somebody made the argument today. Oh, he has like a 70% win percentage career-wise. That's fucking That's great. great. <laughs> That's fantastic. I looked up Tua's 66%. And yeah. he's had injuries and he's had a bunch of stuff. So, imagine... You know what I mean? Now we just got to make sure we can keep the guy healthy. That's
0: the only. That's the only thing. But there's I, no. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to entertain that Lamar Jackson. There's train. no denying that Lamar Jackson is like you said a better talent than Tool. I but didn't say that. No, I, I know I you didn't. I know. I know. That. I said that. There's. There's no denying that. Right. There's no denying that. If you look at talent wise, obviously Lamar Jackson has more talent than Tool when it comes to that. He's more athletic. Yeah, bigger arm for sure. You know what I mean? More. A better runner for sure, sure. You know what I mean. So He's like more athletic.
1: I'll give him that But Who
0: knows What it comes I down to X's just as and talented.
1: I think Tua Right here Between Right between here He has more than the, He than has the, a, Mark that, does. That's
0: his edge With over a lot of quarterbacks Right So yeah, but, that's, but that it, doesn't that's
1: a play, That plays a big role When you're talking that, The big leagues bro yes, but that's not
0: necessarily A talent
1: thing You it know is, what I mean It absolutely is
0: well, I guess I guess We're gonna agree to disagree And save that for next episode Yeah man No we're gonna save it For only fans You know we got that Off season episode Coming soon dog We
1: got to for a draft A little
0: draft Yes sir or something. Yes sir man And um Um, At this point, we got to wrap this show up, man, and thank all the people for listening. Uh, If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, go to our YouTube channel, drop a like, uh, hit the like button, drop a comment on our latest video if you haven't already. Uh, We're giving away an amazing prize for this NCAA bracket challenge. So shout out to everybody who joined it on the ESPN bracket. And you know what we got to do. We got to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell one more friend. To tell another friend. To tell one more friend and let them know about this amazing podcast and where you can find us. Until next time, y'all. Peace.